Hello, and welcome to The News Cycle. I'm your host, Iris Harshaw. It's Monday, February 10th. Today, what does it mean that Davis is a sanctuary city? And is that designation under attack? I sat down to discuss this topic with Sean Rorden, Senior Staff Attorney at the American Civil Liberties Union, or ACLU, of Northern California. And later, a look into what the term Latinx means and its use at Davis High School. Now, let's get into it. Sean, welcome to the News Cycle. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Can you first tell me just what does it mean for a city to be a sanctuary city? So it it means different things depending on where you are and who you're talking to, but generally what it means is that Nobody who works for the city, especially in a law enforcement capacity, is going to enforce the immigration laws against anybody in the city who may be undocumented. And is that what it means in Davis? Right. In Davis, there's a long history of of the city passing resolutions that relate to its sanctuary city status. So uh, in, in Davis... Essentially, uh, the official position is that no city employees will enforce the immigration laws against anybody who's in Davis. In what situations that arise is that resolution enforced in? How does it apply in everyday life? So the resolution, it's been on the books for over 30 years, going back to a time when there was uh, an influx of Central American refugees into the United States in the 1980s. And the common understanding is that police officers and, and other Davis officials will simply not inquire about somebody's immigration status if they're interacting with them and will not assist federal immigration authorities in capturing or transferring anybody who may be of interest to those federal authorities. Why do some people oppose the existence of sanctuary cities? The opposition to sanctuary cities is often phrased in in terms of the rule of law, where there there are um, certain immigration laws on the books that allow the federal government to deport people who don't have legal status here. Uh, And there are other laws that allow the government to detain in immigration detention centers people who it's trying to deport. And and so often opponents of sanctuary cities will, will say that when a jurisdiction carves out itself as a sanctuary, uh, it is somehow thwarting or undermining the operation of federal immigration laws. Now, the answer to that is that uh, federal immigration laws are, have never been intended to be enforced by local police officers. Mm. And, and so any city can make its own decision about whether it wants to use its own resources to assist federal officials in arresting, locking up, and deporting people. Mm-hmm. So it's just a choice the city has made to not put resources towards that? That's Yeah, it's a choice that 
the city of Davis has made not to put resources toward that. And it's also a choice that the state of California has made, because even though Davis was at the leading edge of, of cities doing this, California now has laws on the book that, except in very limited circumstances, prohibit any state or local law enforcement agencies within the state from cooperating with federal immigration officials and using their own time and resources to transfer people to immigration officials or to detain them at their behest. In 2018, the Trump administration started a lawsuit against the state of California for having sanctuary cities and um, having overarching laws that supported that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So one of the, the earliest things that the Trump administration did in, in terms of legal action on immigration was to file this lawsuit against the state of California. The lawsuit sought to prevent California from being able to implement this new law that would prevent, in most circumstances, local police officers from using their time and energy to transfer people to Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the federal immigration agency. Mm -hmm. The federal government's attempt to stop California from implementing this law designed to protect people against uh, deportation and designed to keep families together, uh, it largely failed at the federal trial court level. And the federal trial court's ruling was largely affirmed by the federal appeals court that, that governs California. The case is now before the United States Supreme Court, where the Trump administration is asking the Supreme Court to overturn what the uh, federal courts here in California have done and to rule that California, in fact, can, does not have the authority to prevent its law enforcement officers from uh, cooperating with immigration enforcement officers. I think it's really important to understand that the idea of sanctuary cities now is primarily about keeping families together and ensuring that the immigration deportation system, which has literally torn apart tens if not hundreds of thousands of California families over the, the past decades, to ensure that 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 system does not make life worse here for immigrant families and for everyone else by perpetuating that cycle of, uh, of deportation and trauma that, that occurs when uh, a father or a mother is, is arrested by ICE and sent out of the country. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. The Supreme Court is currently in the process of deciding whether or not to hear the federal government's case against California's sanctuary city laws. The public is expected to know whether or not the Supreme Court has taken the case within the next few weeks. In other news, a new gender-neutral term for people of Latin American descent has emerged, Latinx. Many news organizations are deciding to use this term when referring to people of Latin American descent and the Davis High Latinx Club has also embraced this new term. Sean Gallagher has the story, which was co-produced by Lyle Hahn. Oh. Yes. 
It's lunchtime at DHS on Tuesday. The Latinx Unidas Club is having their weekly meeting. The point of the meeting is to present a slideshow about college opportunities for the Latinx community. And there is a large gap between whites, 27%, The term Latinx is a relatively new term, which was coined in an attempt to make a gender-neutral term for people of Latin American descent. It is a source of debate in the Latinx community, primarily in the U.S. Senior Maru Marquez is president of the Latinx Unidos Club. She supports the movement. A lot of people say like it needs the X, but I, I speak Spanish and Latinos includes everyone. But I mean, whatever people are more comfortable with, I'm just, I just forget about the X and say Latinos, but I don't mind. Senior Jenny Silva reflects on how she has seen Latinx hit Davis High. We used to be called the Latinos Unidos Club, but ever since the movement came about, we've been the Latinx Club ever since to include more people and more communities in our club. Junior Diego Perez also supports the Latinx movement. You know, it's, it's good that a group of people support each other, you know, so... It shows unity and how people got their back, how people got each other's back, you know. Jenny Silva has seen support for the Latinx movement inside of her community. So we didn't really know about this until I did the club, and they just think it's a better way to make all the Latinx community unite and that way have more um, connections with people other than your own, like, um, community. So. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Sean Gallagher. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Iris Harshaw is the producer. Dahlia Kraus is the assistant producer. And Daniel Ruiz Jimenez is the studio recording engineer. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.